like the memes uh, as part of the the news stream. So like I saw um, the 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 bald uh, like grinny Wojak, and then like the pissed off bald Wojak, um, like where it was like a Starbucks coffee and it had like an $8 price tag on it. And, yeah. And then like a blue check and then an $8 price tag and be like, and I was like, Oh man, like memes, they're like news. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Um, Elon so. is making some just terrible memes. He's, he's not a good poster. I don't understand how he's so popular with his little freaks. Um, because he's not, he's not a good poster. They, they all have their own little, little language, their love language. That they speak to each other. <laughs> I mean, we joked about him being like, uh, you know, le epic, uh, yeah, 2013 time, yeah. Reddit guy, and that is just what all of his memes are. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, you can either get with the times, or you can make the times get with you. Oh, yeah. very nice by yeah. buying the times for forty four billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that has ruined Twitter in the last week, much more so than Elon buying it, is everybody fucking talking about how he's ruining Twitter. Yeah, like that's it, def- it's that's made what, the site unusable. unusable completely it's, unusable. There's there is nothing on my timeline that isn't people talking about um, whether or not they're going to leave Twitter. What will happen if Twitter goes into decline? Like what? Like just all this prognosticating about things that like tw- nothing is going to change. I, I truly don't believe that very much is going to change about the platform, other than it will get. Uh, shittier at regular intervals, which is what it was doing before anyway. And what the internet at large has always done is get slightly shittier over time. Yeah. I'm pre- preparing for the, the show this morning. I was, um, I was reading the, the, the article you found Brittany by Del Cameron Gizmodo about Homeland security. Oh yeah. Um, just like, uh, uh, trying to create like a fake Antifa organization, uh, in Portland, Thing we'll we'll get into in service of Trump's reelection, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we, uh, and um, uh, and so I go to Del Cameron's Twitter account to go see like how he's been talking about his own story, see if there's or how other people been talking about it, and all he's talking about is Twitter. He like he he retweeted Gizmodo's uh, like tweet about his article, and then he just kept talking about Twitter, and like that is not the most important thing right now. (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, we got to like, chase like, the engagement. Yeah, it's like, like you wrote it. <laughs> you wrote the, the important thing, and instead, being it's, bad at promoting your own work, a man after my own yeah, heart. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's you know, that's just how it is sometimes. Well, I mean, the solution's right in front of our noses. True social. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, come on. I'm I'm on it. Yeah. 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 It's dumb as shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so fucking stupid. But you, know it works better than Mastodon. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. That's, everybody's talking about Mastodon as if that's like a, a the Twitter alternative, and it's clear that it's like tried to the the platform itself has tried to make itself similar to Twitter mm. in a lot of ways. But it's just it's for computer people, and it just fucking sucks. It's like it's it, it, all of these servers and it's janky. It's, it's slow. It's, it's slow. I, I, it, I they call can't them toots. Yeah. Yeah, posts or toots, really something like yeah, and it's like updo. It's really bad. Sneaky toot. Yeah, (laughs) that's another like the revenge of 2013 internet slang. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's not good. What about TikTok? You guys gonna get on TikTok? I know you're. I mean, I've been. Yeah, Yeah. I don't, but I don't make TikToks. I've made a couple. I've made a. I I tried to make one. (laughs) I made a couple, and I um leading up to when my dwell article was coming out, is I wanted to try to make something for the dwell article mm-hmm. and i did and I, it wasn't bad it wasn't like a bad uh tiktok video for like you know like a fairly 
you know, an inexperienced uh, person. And uh, and it did the absolute worst of all of my other <laughs> TikTok videos. That's because oh, really? t- you yeah. cannot self-promote on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, you can't it's, try. It, yeah, it is anathema to the platform. Yeah. Well I, well, I tried to make it like a standalone S, like like video where it's just to be like an interesting thing that you that that you could listen about and then at the end it's like if you want to know more like here's the video there's the article and there's no one fucking gave a shit you cannot <laughs> yeah. self-promote on tiktok you, you, you the only way you can self-promote is by making really good content that people like yeah. and not ever asking them to do anything on another platform yeah because yeah. if you do ask for people to do something on another platform tiktok will fucking stomp you into the ground they do not want people leaving the platform for any reason. Mm. Good old Chinese communist party. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. Well, well, if you're going to make a TikTok, here's here's a free one. I mean, this this will go viral, I'm sure. You you go and you videotape yourself reaching in and grabbing like a Ben and Jerry's ice cream, uh, you know, thing uh-huh. at, at the store, uh-huh. and it, and that's when it's like, I don't want to be lonely no more. And then you go to the checkout and you ring it up like in the self checkout, and then see how expensive it is, and then it uh, turns to your face, and you go, I don't want to have to pay for this. <laughs> and. Wow. That would be a good TikTok. There you that go. would probably do well. Yeah. 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 Last thing I, I would say about Mastodon or and Twitter is that like it, it the feature set of any social media really doesn't matter. It's just a it, it's just if the people that you want are on it. I I, I don't I mean, know. I think like, I feel like that's all it matters. Like if I can't find the people that like I want to read or follow, then like that's the end of it. Here's one thing that is probably going to uh, accelerate the decay of Twitter more so than um, it, it, than its previous track would have is the new kind of Twitter blue that you buy from, from monthly subscription is going to give people a preferential um, appearance on feeds and in replies and stuff. So what that's going to lead to is any, anybody that you, like who's not willing to give twitter money which frankly i hope is everybody that i like (laughs) Um, it's just going to be harder to see their content and that's like that will be the death knell of the site i think because i'm not giving twitter any money twitter should be giving me money like i'm not i'm not going to do it i mean you are producing the 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 value of that company yeah both by using it and by like reading and consuming content but also producing with you know like your engagement on things. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I, it, I do think that it will, ex- I think that it will get worse faster than it would have otherwise, but. The dumb smart guy um, calculus that I imagine Elon is ma- making is that, um, so like $8 per year, or per month for a year is 96 bucks, right? And mm-hmm. then like, you think like the New York Times is going to shell out for every single one of its reporters to be verified. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. So it's like $96 times like a a couple thousand. So like now the New York Times pays Twitter. There's like like tens of thousands of dollars a month to uh, uh, just to have all their shit verified. And like that's going to be their like their revenue uh, project is just like getting people that that have to be in the discourse to like their get get their companies to pay yeah and they're also talking about um creating like paywall free yeah 
they access already, to they they do that with yeah, some stuff yeah, yeah. Um, with, with twitter well you can i mean you can buy twitter blue now already i don't know maybe this isn't interesting to to talk about <laughs> but, you know, but it's, yeah 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 the know. thing i would say is if you know you're trying to make twitter better or any social media better which isn't what i'm thinking people should do i think people <laughs> should just get the fuck off of it i think it's literally like a machine that's m- made to make you as like self like conscious and um fucked up as possible like you Hell know i'm yeah. trying not to be ableist so i'm trying not to use like it makes you crazy but that's the way it made me feel right it made yeah. me feel crazy when i was on there um but the thing that would have making me a lot less crazy is if all of the stats were completely hidden yeah well, like and so that. that's like when they started showing view stats on every tweet, which mm-hmm. I guess what they only rolled out for some users, but I was one of those users mm-hmm. and I, I lost my shit and I actually went into the depths of Twitter to find a way to tell a human reader how I felt about this. Mm-hmm. And I got a human person's response back that was clearly like written to me, which was very interesting. Interesting. And then like two weeks later, the feature was gone. Interesting. Well, I think like I'm saying, no faves, no retweet numbers, just yeah, no numbers yeah. at all. No, just I think content. That that, there are floating browser around. extensions that you can that you can install that will let you experience Twitter that way. Oh, yeah? I think they work for like Facebook and stuff too. Um, oh, yeah, that's the, cool. The Facebook demetrificator. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that, one for that's Twitter. Been out, as well. That was out for a long time. Yeah. Listener, if you're not ready to take the leap, uh, maybe install one of those uh, connections or yeah. those, those extensions. That for sounds me, like it might actually be helpful. I, I for me. If I wasn't uh, somebody who makes a a a project that needs other people to see it in order to get people to listen to it, um, I would probably still look at Twitter because I've been on Twitter for like twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't think I would really ever post because uh, I just I'm not a poster. Like I don't. I've always been a lurker on every social media and website that I've ever used. Reddit, I would post sometimes in like the bipolar community because, like, you know, that was like an actual community that yeah. I felt like. But I, but otherwise, I didn't really post. That's and now Twitter's my only social media site. Like, it's the only thing that I use. So I think I would feel a little lost if it was gone. But hey, now you're a blue check. No, never, never. <laughs> never. I'll never do that. <laughs> but the good thing about Twitter getting shittier is that uh, I'm really back into crosswords again. Oh, hell yeah. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of crosswords. Yeah. What's your favorite crossword to do? Uh, definitely the New York Times. I mean, I do the Times Union crosswords, too. They're a little easy. Um, but the New York Times crossword, I, I pay the $40 a year for the full game pack. So I get uh, the crossword and um, the spelling bee and all of their I like their doing puzzles. crosswords in trivia to humble myself. <laughs> like I, I, I like to, I like to uh, go to trivia nights and I like to do crosswords because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I am I not shit. Not I'm nearly as smart as I thought I was 20 minutes ago. Well, you know, I mean, trivia and crosswords, I don't think are a measure. They're a measure sure, of yeah. a very specific type of intelligence. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like with crosswords, once you get used to doing them, you start to. You, it's like pattern recognition. Yeah, exactly. And like you, yeah. you sort of get the clues. Like, you know, it's like. I, I can't think of any of the clues right now because I don't do a lot of crosswords, but I'm just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm like, there's there's a difference between like, you know, um, go on a vacation and go on a vacation with like the question mark. And there's like, go on a vacation, say, and all of those different phrasings yeah, of I have it no mean idea different what things. any of that means when I pick up a crossword puzzle. I'm yeah. just like, what? Say? Like, 
Like, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. So, so you say, okay. Yeah, go go on a vacation. But yeah, if I could give Mr. anybody... Mr. Puzzle Maker. <laughs> <laughs> if I could give anybody advice about uh, dealing with the decline of Twitter or whatever else, like, I don't think that you know... That I, I would never advise anybody to just like get like log off, touch grass, blah blah blah. But you know, if you're finding you can be yourself allergic to that grass, you don't know. <laughs> hey, a lot of us do have allergies. But if you're finding yourself like bored with it, and you know, whatever, find a puzzle. Like I'm, I'm big on puzzles because I'm on my phone. Look, I, I'm out here on okay. my phone. I, I be on my phone. Um, but I've like recently, well probably in the last like few months started to spend more of my phone time on like puzzles and things that I find mentally stimulating as opposed to the scroll, which is just mentally unstimulating for the most part. So, yeah. My advice, pick up a, a, a hobby that uh, involves shooting. <laughs> like- you can't say that. I've recently gotten to airsoft. airsoft. Uh, me and, me and my wife. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, me and my wife uh, on our second wedding anniversary were like, "What's just like straight up fun, like kid like fun?" Because you know, like we we do stuff, we, we got all our responsibilities, blah blah blah. But like, what what could we do that's just like you know, uh, a rip roaring, jovial time? And we like looked up like go karts in the area, and we're like, "Oh, there wasn't really any uh, like the go kart season." I guess has like closed down because. We're getting like frost in the morning or something. I don't know. But we couldn't find any go-karts around here. Uh, but we went on a whim to like the airsoft field, which is really close to here. It's like five minutes away. And it was super fucking fun. And yeah, like I got lit up by like a bunch of seven-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and then he lit up a bunch of seven-year-olds. Yeah. 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 Well, and- they shot for, they drew first blood. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of drawing first blood and everything getting shittier all the time. Uh, Tuesday's election day. Yeah, oh isn't that exciting? <laughs> so exciting. Um, who who's running? Bunch of people. Yeah, but yes. Who should I, I vote know. for? Uh, okay. Lee Zeldin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kathy Molecule isn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, f- I felt for a while that I just don't really have a horse in any of these races. Um, you know, so I've been like a little bit tuned out. But um, you know, I got to say, Lee Zeldin, he's growing on me. It's growing yeah. on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... Who doesn't love a Jew from Long Island? <laughs> like, you know, I was pretty turned off by his, like, be afraid of your neighbors. Like, you know, like that. I was like, no, I'm not going to be afraid of my neighbors. Like, you know, like, uh, I get all the mailers and it's like, you know, the demon rats are trying to un- open up all the jails and fill your communities with pedophiles and gang members. And I was like, that's not true. But when I saw how he handled that wicked, wicked drunk vet who was coming at him with that, like, cat ear, like, you know. Keychain. Keychain. Like. That was impressive. I saw a little bit of myself in Lee. Right. (laughs) And, you know, I was like, you know, that's a man that could could hypothetically take this drunk state (laughs) and wrestle it into submission. Yeah. New York is a very drunk state, <laughs> and, and re- remove the key, the cat keychain of corruption. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Disarm it and uh, bring this drunk state to a rehabilitation program um, and reduce the charges, <laughs> and then let it out uh, because bail reform. Yeah, like let my state be free. 
you know? I don't need my state fucking lingering in a cage because it doesn't have the pocket change to get out. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm totally kidding. Fuck Lee Zeldin. Fuck all Kathy's these Kathy's in trouble, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're, she's... They're wheeling out a decrepit Bill Clinton to come stump for her, which is... Not a good sign. Which is fucked up because, like, Cuomo got Obama. What is Obama doing? Where is that? Where is he at? <laughs> he's is he in, surfing he's somewhere? A, he's in Georgia uh, stumping for, like, Stacey Abrams, who's, like, 10 points behind Brian yeah, Kemp. And, like, and yeah, that's a waste. That's a waste yeah. of his yeah. of resources. Yeah, of, she's going to lose. this precious, precious Obama resources that yeah, the Democratic he, Party needs. I mean, do you think that, like, the Democratic Party voters are going to turn out around abortion i mean abortion's like such a f- big fucking deal i mean like, lee, it's such a big deal <laughs> lee zeldin said uh i couldn't overturn abortion even if i wanted to like that was his uh that was him i guess a- appeasing um people who are afraid of that happening in new york so which doesn't really make me feel better no no um, but yeah did you i i think in some places it will be um but i i, I don't know it's really hard to say People are so demoralized. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and and the and the white ladies care about inflation too, which is well, what which yeah, is what, I mean, like white... like I, I say specifically is like like they they flip from like abortion as like a top issue like they they don't but th- th- any, those those hoes ain't loyal. Does anybody on, on think that, that like inflation's going to go down with a Republican in the, in any office? <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, people don't have good information about how inflation works or the fact that it is global or that yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're, I think or that it's this... driven by corporations just like raising prices ra- raising like, prices and for, getting record yeah. profits yeah. and like a state that is completely like never ever going to be like hey actually we're going to make you stop doing that instead they're like hey guy stop war profiteering hey please and, like, you know, that ain't going to fucking work. Yeah. And there's no way, like, you know, is, e- even if um, uh, there's, like, a big red wave and all these fucking Congress people that are going to, like, reinstate Trump in, like, a fucking, you know, uh, extrajudicial, like, coup. And, like, you know, um, uh, if that were to happen, it's not like suddenly Trump's going to be like, hey, ExxonMobil, like, I'm, I'm forcing you to, like, lower prices at the pump. And stop uh, taking profits. Like none of that shit happened while Trump was in office. And so, yeah, like, but that's you're thinking like way too rationally and logically. <laughs> that's not how most people approach politics. It's, there, it's been a, it's been a common wisdom since the Reagan era that uh, Democrats are good on social issues and Republicans are good on economic issues. And when there is economic pain, they p- people tend to vote Republican. And you know, uh, that's that's just also when they're afraid. And when they're afraid, yeah. yeah that's um, why they're, they're hitting the crime button over and over and over. So you're right. saying, like, we're just too dumb as, like, a populist to, like... Um, I don't know if it's about intelligence so much as, like, pri- like just people... It's relentless propagandizing just, for yeah, generations. Yeah. propagandizing. Um, and there's only so much that people can, like, get invested in this really obscure, complicated, like, uh, distance, like, disembodied world that is electoral politics i just don't think that people are um willing to invest that much in understanding it and you know what i think that they're right <laughs> i think yeah. that we're the ones that are fucking up by yeah. spending so much time on it, it it's uh, um yeah it, it's it's a rational reaction to be like i i've never seen my life get better depending on who i voted for it's like like there is no there seems to be no cause and effect i think 
and, I don't know. And so, like, I think the that only Obama that- is an exception to that when people were able to get on healthcare for the first time in their lives. Um, and, you know, I think for like a lot of uh, immigrants, the, you know, the Dream Act, like that influenced a lot of people's lives very directly. But I, I think that they're usually niche populations that like are not large enough to actually swing a vote. Yeah, but then they, they, they always like rat fuck them later, like they do. Every time, like, I mean, like, yeah. like like Biden is done worse on immigration than Trump did. Oh, so did Obama. But and so did you know, Obama. But, yeah. but the legislation yeah. that affected people's lives yeah. did affect their lives. Like nonetheless, yeah. yeah. I mean, the ACA is dog shit, but it's better than nothing, which is what people had before. Yeah, yeah, and that, but then, but then, like, I, I I think by and large, most people don't see any connection between. The, who they voted for, and then like their lives getting significantly better. Like I just don't, I, I don't think. I feel like the one thing have, that get will that connection cut through that, like you know, or make that connection for people would be the abortion thing. It's like literally these people are going to make it so that like half of the population cannot seek like reproductive health care without like being sued by their neighbor. You like, would, yeah, you, you know. would hope. Yeah. I mean, as a person who's capable of getting an abortion, I'll also say that most people don't ever think that it'll happen Happen to them. them, So as as far as a voting issue, especially because white women tend conservative in their voting habits, like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be a driving force because it's not like, you know, it's, it's not a demographic thing. It's not like you can pick, you know, one demographic and really turn them out on the issue. It's, it's very, it's very divided. Most Americans are in favor of safe and legal abortion, right? Mm. To some extent. But the farther you go with that, the less those numbers, you know, uh, uh, favor abortion, depending and, on what kinds of abortion you're talking about. And talk about propagandizing for, for years, like this, like the information people have on like, gestate like the like how far it is before like there's a heartbeat like gestation and shit like that like everyone's dumb as shit about that like no one like yeah, people we, think people think that you're aborting a baby and not like a po- like a pocket of tissue like it's uh, like there's a bunch of terrible shit out there all right listener it's on you you got to go to yahoo answers or quora and <laughs> when you see the question how is baby formed yeah. Then get in there and like fucking educate. Am I pregnant? Yeah, it is literally your job to educate us. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but, I mean, and, and and I I blame all all of this on the Democratic Party. Like they it's they it is it's, entirely it, their yeah fault. yeah. I mean they, they just like let this happen. And they're That's choosing it. now to run once again on codifying you know abortion rights. I'm sorry, you can only cry wolf so many times. Like, they have been saying this for decades, and yeah, it, they've never done it. And now they're like, no, 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 this time we really mean it, because the it, Supreme Court, you know, overturned the thing that we were relying on, so we'll definitely do it this time. And it's just, I don't know, I don't know how many people are really buying it. It's really infuriating to see, like, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party be like, hey, listen, if you give us the thing we have right now, you know, a majority in the right. House and the Senate and the presidency, then we're going to do the thing you want us to do. Yeah. I promise. Well, <laughs> $2,000 checks will be flying out to your homes. Right. But this if we is... just get Raphael War- Warnock into <laughs> office. But Again. this is what they can always do, right? Is no, we need a super majority in the Senate. So you guys have to get, you have to keep us in the presidency and you have to keep our House majority and you have to get us even more Senate seats because until we have. 60 senators, we can't do anything. 
And you can't ever get mad at us for not doing anything because that's just the reality of politics. That's how the numbers play out. Yeah. And then as soon as they say, say they got all that, then there'd be like, you know, your cinemas, your mansions, there'd be like the parliamentarian, there'd be like, yeah, you know, a special master yeah. for like stopping, uh, you Good know, things from happening. <laughs> yeah. Guy with a stick. You know, <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you do something that's good for women. Are you talking about the mace? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, the congressional mace. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if you were to put 60 senators, 60 Democrats in the Senate, half of the, like, you know, 10 of the new ones you added would be Republicans. Like, yeah. it's just... You get, the, you get the one that they were trying to unseat Mitch McConnell in Kentucky with, who was, like, basically a... She was, like, an air... I forgot her name. Which is, which is, which is also part of this. It's just, like, these unremarkable people. But it was also, like... She, her, her shtick was, like, actually, Mitch McConnell is getting in the way of installing the trump agenda that was the democrat that they were running <laughs> it's it 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 so fucking stupid yeah it's like and, and then you just get like like let's run beto again in texas it's just like it's like every single statewide office we're just gonna try him again and he keeps fucking like falling on his face on a skateboard and it's like, it's like <laughs> and they're just like let's try that one again and they just like they just have people that they keep coming back to that just like don't fucking win yeah and there's all, and then you also have like Stacey Abrams, who like the only person that focuses on voting rights. Which, yeah, the Democrats should probably take a look at that. And there was just a story out where she like, there's like no numbers on how many people she actually registered with her organization, but there are like numbers to the tune of like nine million dollars that she funneled to her campaign chair who runs a nonprofit uh ostensibly around voting concerns and like yeah. that's so like that's who you get you just get it's, it's just like the consultant class so they just like funnel millions of dollars to them and it's like that's that that's your your fucking savior yeah and Fuck it's been it how long since the voting rights act was gutted like 10 years or something it's been a long time since that happened and at the time it i don't was, think it's been 10 i think i, I don't has it been less than that, though? I, th I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, in any event, at the time, it was like hair on fire, democracy's failing, you know, SOS, w Nancy Pelosi needs your $12 right now to save voting rights. And then... Nothing. Nothing. And, and it's, yeah. nothing has changed. It's gotten worse. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's absolutely a crazy time as far as electoral politics go in the U.S. Because, like, the, over half, I think, was the most recent, like, Gallup poll of the United States, like, citizenry believes that voter, massive, wide-scale voter fraud is, like, real and yeah. a serious problem, yeah. even though it is absolutely not. not. Yeah. Like, it's completely fake. It's, it's completely fake. It's completely fake. But, but if you say it enough, yeah. then it, it just, you know, breeds, quote-unquote, common sense. Yeah. You know? Like, people are just like, oh, well, yeah, everybody knows America has a massive voter fraud problem. Like, come on. Yeah, like, that's we, just, uh, that's, it, democracy's messy. Yeah, and you had, you know, fucking Clinton, uh, when she lost, uh, she blamed Russia, she blamed, like, the Bernie bros, she blamed everybody other than her uncharismatic self, and she claimed that the election was stolen. Yeah. Yep. Which, like, you know, maybe it was or whatever, I don't fucking know. I, like, but and the 2000 is, election was stolen. Like, yeah. There, but, but it's not voter fraud, it's, like, people just, like... Like your brother is the governor of Florida, <laughs> like, like, like that, that. It's so much easier, <laughs> you know. Like it, it, it rings really hollow. Like when people are like, you know, uh, people are are, you know, Donald Trump is saying that there was a stolen election. Well, that's bullshit. It's like, well, what the fuck were you guys saying for four years? Yeah, you're saying stolen election. It's, it's well, like, I mean, well, that's that's an issue of like the 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 popular vote. 
Yeah, which, the, the mechanism, right? Yeah, yeah, like, and that that's, you know, I, I have very little sympathy for the Democrats on that part, because yeah. they've never made reforming the Electoral College a, 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 a policy yeah. priority, and... Even though the last couple times that they've lost the presidency, they have lost. It is because of the electoral college. Like, why don't you want to get rid of it? Popular majority. They have had a popular majority in every single election since the Bush v. Gore. Two thousand four, Bush won a uh, uh, popular vote too. That's it. That's the only time a Republican won the popular uh, vote. By the way, it's presidency. been nine and a half years since the Voting Rights Act. Was oh started. man, nice. Uh, <laughs> so I was right. And, uh, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just went under, I just went under, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and now like, I think more than half of the congressional, uh, Republicans are not agreeing to concede if they lose, like they're yeah. just going to do the Trump thing and say like stolen election, massive voter fraud. And you saw what happened with the Lula, uh, which, you know, yeah, the rainforest um, has been decided. Um, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see, but, because yeah, Bolsonaro wanna... is like... Not uh, conceding. Not he's conceding. Pulling, he's yeah. pulling a big he's... Wet, wet, wet boy maneuver. Yeah. yeah. And at least, like, he left, you know, or he, like, basically signaled that he's not going to try and stop the transfer of power. But then they have, like, you know, the 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 equivalent of, like, the truckers for Trump. Right. But it down, you know, in Brazil, like, doing blockades, like, truck blockades are happening. And, and like, he still has the military. Like, I don't know how Lula and the military are going to play together. Or, or, or if the School of the Americas just decides to do something. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know? yeah. It, what's incredible is that Lula won in spite of the fact that there was this massive crackdown on voting in the poorest areas of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet nonetheless, like I wonder what the, what the outcome would have been had it not been for this incredible interference campaign. Right. Mm. Be interesting. But. Yeah. And I, and I, I do think that a lot of this, uh, to some degree, I think Lula also won because the major North American and European banks put out a statement like basically saying like we would rather have we would rather try to push Lula to the right than deal with Bolsonaro Contain again. Bolsonaro, yeah, because yeah. he's also just like bad at this. And he's a wild he's a wild card. Yeah, like, but, he just, but he's like bad at like like most of the time that he was president, he was like skiing, he was like jet skiing and getting into an argument with his wife and on getting Twitter. COVID. and having and getting, COVID, yeah, and, yeah, and getting COVID three COVID, times. Yeah. They're just like this guy's a dud. Like if he were effective, like they would have put they would have definitely like worked a lot harder on that but i i don't and i don't remember it's not like wells fargo is just like we we're for lula now but it, i and I, I forgot what it was it was like some conference call where they're just like we're we're concerned about democracy in brazil and which is just like a signal that like they're not ready to back a bolsonaro coup. i mean it's pretty bizarre like Br- brazil politics is is strange like they uh arrested lula they tortured dilma Rousseff. yep uh and then you know the, the same like deep state of like unelected like bureaucrats like we're like oh actually like upon review lula you're cleared of all charges and go ahead and run for president again and like win be the people's champion and you know i don't know what to say other than i guess that's ordum e progresso (laughs) (laughs) just uh uh uh, yankees out of brazil (laughs) yes Speaking of falling off a skateboard and landing on your face, yeah. <laughs> should we talk about District Two at all? Oh yeah, this is depressing. So in the, it, yeah. yeah, in the tro- so District Two is the um, I, 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 North Central. Yeah, it's North Central. It is like uh, the most diverse and poorest neighborhood in Troy, 
And uh, there's a special election for District 2 because the person that had that seat... Uh, um, Kim Fash McPherson. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Is she a... Uh, uh, resigned in disgrace. Resigned in disgrace. And now she's also a fucking stool pigeon. Just like, just no no honor among thieves. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but, um, and so now the, the, the temporary replacement, Steve Figueroa, is is uh in there now and he has to run again to keep the seat and his challenger uh ryan is uh um kicking his ass kicking his ass it's just like i mean like he he because he's campaigning and steve isn't and steve just doesn't seem like there's just no presence there's no presence there's no signs yeah there's no door knocking like we know people who live in the district who have not never 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 seen him him. and so now the big thing is that like he uh whiffed a he didn't respond to like a troy record uh interview request and so like there's like a full basically a full page ad for his opponent ryan bronson sure why not starts with a v I met the guy. Like, I, I don't remember his last name. But it doesn't fucking matter because he's going to win. Because, he, like, Steve can't even answer a fucking email. Yeah. <laughs> he's an IBEW uh, 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 union member, right? Ryan, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, right? Like, you know that. Yeah. And, like, that's how you know he's going to win. Because, like, why the fuck would you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, first off, I love that fucking logo. It's that a logo, logo is so yeah, fucking yeah. cool. It's a tight logo. So whenever I uh, hear IBEW, I just have like the the image of like the f- the power fist with like lightning bolts yeah. coming out of it. I'm like, man, that's such a fucking cool logo. Yeah, so that, honestly, I, somebody yeah. just mentioned that yeah. to me like offhand. Yeah, and you just thought, boom, oh, yeah, mnemonic, yeah. like <laughs> lightning power fist. <laughs> But, you know, the other thing is, like, Republicans very often in this city knock on every door. Yeah. And Democrats often don't. And there are, you know, good reasons to not waste resources doing that, yeah. for sure. But especially when your opponent isn't running. Um, Why not? That's a really great strategy, is to just knock on it, just down the street, every door, doesn't matter how they're registered. And especially because Ryan is running on a, uh, his campaign is not super conservative. Like... Yeah, I, he said something about bail reform, and he said something about like supporting like the cops and like giving them more funding. I remember that in an Which early... is, but that's the same thing Steve will say. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like no. Steve, well, Steve is even, Steve <laughs> yeah. is like to the right of this Republican. Right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, he didn't say anything about immigration. He didn't say anything about um, I don't know, like uh, inner city uh, like, crime. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. The the, the gang bangers. He doesn't yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. like that. No, the, but those I, are Democrat talking points. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, really, but like, no, but the, both what's the, the fucking matter? Like, I mean, both as, of them just talk about diversion programs, which is a good idea. But yeah. like, yeah, I don't. Okay, so they're they're both into diversion programs. So what else do you care about? And it, and it's just like he's just like more straightforward and like seems coherent about like like he, he knows what people are concerned about. And I just don't know what Steve has because he doesn't fucking talk to anybody. He doesn't show up to anything. And if this is a sign of what's to come for next year for the city council Democrats, it's, it's it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. No. You know, what could really put some wind behind those sails if they, um, built that skate park. Wouldn't that be something? Teenagers don't vote. No, you'd, you'd have Beto come in, fucking right. rip like a, a sick fucking melon grab, like over the hip. Yeah. And he's like, what up, Collar City? I, you know what? Shit's cool now. Yeah, I said shit. And like, that, and, and it'll, be, it'll be like, thank you. And then he'll like eat a burrito. And Let's leave. fucking yeah. shred. Yeah. To the polls. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. <laughs> My kids hate me. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says I'm a bully. <laughs> And then, and then all the all the chuds in Lansingburg are like, "Wow, I kind of actually relate to this guy." Yeah. And then, and then there's a, and then somehow Beto actually works, and then he like uh, moves here and has like a long no. Uh, they would say he's too gay career. or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fair and balanced, right? Oh yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and this, so um, uh, Chris found this article: uh, the warehouses of plastic behind TerraCycle's recycling dream. Uh, is a is a this Bloomberg article, which of course, like the lead article, is the this the uh, shamanistic CEO with the like the um, uh, uh, in in like the hoodie and, and he's looking all scruffy, sitting on a yoga ball. I fucking hate this guy already. <laughs> fucking hate him so much. Uh, it's really well written. It's very, it's very we work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very well written article because, like, it starts off with a quote. It goes like, "I'm like really freaking out." Is how this starts, <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's it's the founder uh, that I just said I fucking hated. Uh, his name is um Tom Zaki S Z A K Y. Yeah, Zaki. Zaki, right? Yeah, yeah. Zaki. Yeah, and um and so he he's uh like made the rounds as like you know inspirational speaker about trash yeah <laughs> uh, and he uh um uh uh he's the ceo of TerraCycle, who who claims to this is a, a company that claims to be able to like recycle like the worst plastics yeah is it like bags and stuff yeah. or yeah yeah basically like the stuff that every other plastic recycler is like oh fuck no we're not touching that with like a 20 foot pole because it's not possible to recycle it <laughs> and he's like hey i'm going to i'm going to take care of it <laughs> yeah i'm that bold <laughs> i'm going to recycle that yeah so uh, um what the article says is uh, the sparkling adulation is all the more impressive after talking about all the like Media press. Uh, yeah, media, yeah. like, TED Talk-style sh- bullshit. His, uh, um, because he's built his fame from trash. More specifically, I'm promising to recycle items other ha- others have given up as pure junk, among them cigarette butts and dirty diapers. He positions himself as a man who can innovate his way out of a plastic bag. Sort of Silicon Valley meets your dumpster. And, um... What? I... Yeah. And so okay, they, they right. so, so they have. I will hold. I'll hold yeah, my yeah, no, it gets, I'm sorry. It, 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 their business model gets so much better. It gets so much better. In recent years, as consumers have become increasingly worried about plastic waste in oceans, companies that produce the stuff have found a haven in TerraCycle and its quote sponsored waste program. For a fee, TerraCycle arranges for items that are not conventionally recycled, such as laminated juice pouches or discarded water filters, to be collected either at drop point or by mail and turned into something else. In return, companies that sell plastic products get to add a label saying the items are recyclable by TerraCycle, which has moral as well as marketing value. TerraCycle boasts the brand's return to them because of, quote, increased customer loyalty, higher revenue, and or greater market share. And last year, TerraCycle earned $71 million in revenue uh, based on, like, you know, their their contracts that they have with, you know, like Walmart and uh, Nestle, Clorox, all, you know. But how much did they, how much of that went towards the the prod, the project of, a- figuring of out actually how... doing anything with these things? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, if, you know, it's it's one thing to talk about your revenue, but if you're not, if that revenue is insufficient towards your goal, which is turning all of this 
bullshit that we know cannot be recycled. I'm sorry, dirty diapers cannot be recycled. Uh, I, I would be very interested to see how much of that actually turned into either profit or salaries for the people running it. Yeah. So, um, so the 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 what, he's freaking out because an independent um, this documentary in Europe uh, tracked twenty plus bales of chip packets and cat food pouches that TerraCycle said it was recycling in the UK, uh, and they they ended up in like a like a warehouse in Bulgaria. <laughs> So they put like basically like tiles or like GPS yeah, chips yeah. like into the the thing and then did some investigative journalism by like tracking it down and being like, oh, this isn't being recycled at all. Yeah. Like it's just being warehoused. So it gets to the point where like Zaki's still very worried. And now he's worried about this article too that you're reading right now. <laughs> and he, and he, uh, um, he uh, still, he worries that this finding will scare some corporate partners into ending their relationship with his company. He, of course, says that, like, this isn't, uh, this is, like, a human error from a third-party tracking facility. That's why uh, this happened. Fake news, fake news. Yeah, it's fake news. Because, um, <laughs> uh, uh, he starts cajoling me to write a different kind of story. If your piece is positive or balanced in any way, I could send it out and say, here's what real journalism is. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, cool. Real okay. journalism is when yeah. I look good. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, so, and so, right after that, the article says, it's a persuasive mix of flattery and neediness. What... <laughs> i'm persuaded (laughs) even though you do come off as needy uh what zaki doesn't know at the moment is that i'm on the trail of my own trackers which is is so so fucking good oh boy yeah so they put three trackers in uh three different kinds of products i place traceable tags in three items a wrapper for an individual serving of turkish dried apricots from the bloomberg pantry a pouch full of gerber probiotic oatmeal and baby food uh, returned through a mail-in program that Gerber paid for, and a UPS package with bubble wrap returned through a kitchen waste recycling box I purchased for $113 from TerraCycle Holy as shit. a concerned individual. Wow. Yeah, so this is the other thing. They do, they do direct-to-consumer stuff where, like, they'll give you... You, you pay... You get a box. For, for a box, and you put your non-recyclables in that box. So this and is... they claim to be able to recycle it. The entire business model is, like profiting off of people's guilt and self-awareness of the fact that they're using single-use like items that are not compatible with the biosphere or our current recycling like technology yeah which is not a bad model i mean (laughs) it's working like it's kind of this point (laughs) it's almost redistributive like if you're just gonna make you know upper middle class um like suburban white women who feel really bad about like the toothpaste tube not being recyclable, then yeah, like why not take those people's money and use it to not make more microplastics. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't surprise you that uh, Zachy found a TerraCycle as a Princeton undergrad, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it began as um, it was a class project, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it God. began as uh, as he sold no more class projects. <laughs> he sold worm excrement as an organic alternative to fertilizer, um, recite and uh, used um, soda bottles to package it. But then he stopped being interested in worm poop 
and was more in, as actually I should I should this article is so well written I should just quote it. In time, he became more interested in the plastic bottles than the worm poo. I think what I really like about this article <laughs> is that if you, if you if you read it in local news um, uh, uh, voice, anchor yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, local news anchor voice, it, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he reasoned he could get over the negative demand obstacle if he could persuade corporations or even individuals to pay for what it would cost to make a new product from recycled stuff, right? So, he, what, what he said, with, you know, because trash has negative demand, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well then, yeah, then fucking pay me to, <laughs> to get rid of it. Right. And, that, and that's... So that's what the is, whole thing. What is this what company? We do with landfills. Don't we like pay landfills to like yep. get rid of trash? Yep. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> but he's that's, like, that's what our garbage fees and our taxes but, go but, towards. But but yeah. if you say that that is what you're doing, then people will activate their uh, uh their their guilty liberal complex part of their brain, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, good. I should be okay. paying for this. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is fucking groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does this company claim to make? Uh, yeah, so they they claim they claim to make um because it is like dirty plastic, I think is what they they call it in here. Um, it, it as opposed to clean plastic, yeah, right. That, that's yeah. got big clean coal energy, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, it, uh, yeah, they they it, it's used to make like um either like park benches, okay, uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. the, that like composite plastic wood uh, that thing that looks like it's like in the same shape of like wood planks but yeah, you yeah, make yeah. a plastic thing yeah. out of it it's like that or um the 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 squishy stuff in um playground equipment okay oh like the tire like flooring yeah and stuff yeah yeah or, or or maybe just like the it's like a foam pad kind of thing it's a, you know it's a, it's of course have to has to be like the like the least uh um like you do, you can't care much about the, like the color of it or like it can't be something that touches food right so it has to be like one of the like the least use kind of products so that, okay yeah, so there's I, I like some applications working. in which it works yeah i remember there was i think i don't know if we covered it as a wildflower but we definitely looked up an article like years back where in africa they were taking like um this single-use plastic stuff that's like poor to recycle and they're mixing it with sand and they're making like oh yeah um, i remember this. tiles for like outdoor um you know like uh footpaths and so they would like put these tiles down like against the, the the dirt, and they would prevent like the tile from being like washed away. Yeah, and that seems like a pretty good use of you know like this low grade like. But I mean, the question is like, how much energy is it taking to produce this thing? Because mm, yeah. if it's yeah, taking right, yeah. like massive amounts of energy, <clears throat> presumably coal or natural gas yeah. or however that energy is being you know, um, harvested, like that's, are you really, is this a net positive? Mm. I mean, one, one thing that I have seen people do with plastics, um, and this, this can apply to everything from like little candy wrappers, you know, like the little plastic candy wrapper to, you know, um, uh, like bubble wrap or whatever is they cram them into plastic bottles, soda bottles or like juice bottles or milk cartons or whatever else they cram it in there until you literally physically cannot fit any more in which can take you know a year before for you to fill up a whole one with those types of plastics mm-hmm. and then they send them to some company i don't remember what it's called but they use those bottles for um 
like various construction purposes to build buildings that need uh, like a stable temperature. Um, oh, interesting. Because it's, yeah, because like in temperate climates, because it has like a heat a heat exchange because mm-hmm. of what's what it's made of, and like that makes sense to me. But any process that tries to process these unrecyclable plastics, like I just don't see how it can be a net benefit, a net positive for the environment because of how resource intensive it is to turn this shit into anything other than what it is. Mm. I don't know. Not that I'm an expert. Yeah. No. I. 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 I, I I, I I think that just kind of like thermodynamically makes sense, right? You have like <laughs> yeah. a, a a very by definition very stable product, right? That's yeah. the problem with it is that it doesn't go the fuck away. Right? <laughs> it just gets tinier, <laughs> right? Yeah, and so like if so, it obviously it's going to take a lot of energy input to make it change. And if you if you add that on top of the energy you already used to make it in the first place, like yeah, there, it seems like that's always going to use more energy than like making a, a, a something out of like bamboo or something. Yeah, I mean, it's more... to me, it sounds like enter like huge concrete, like vats that you just put in and bury it underground would be a much better way to deal with this problem than using coal fired plants to, uh, to treat these plastics in ways that I'm sure whatever chemicals they're using are probably not good for the world. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so where does where does all this shit go? Yeah, right. right okay. Yeah. So, so there, there's a, the the okay. So the one part I should say the one part of this uh, article that does make um, Zachy seem at least like He's in a trying. bad place. Yeah, right. and like trying is that like the company did try to do stuff where like like um, or he always starts every uh, little TED Talk presentation thing with like the best thing to do is to. Uh, reduce the use of plastics completely and like they tried to do um like a stainless steel um pint ice cream container with hagen right oh interesting like a recyclable um, like yeah. bring this back to the grocer yeah and like a reusable yeah and and it just didn't go anywhere it's like because that's because people don't want to pay 12 dollars for a pint of ice cream which is what it's going to feel like when you're you know, yeah, but whatever yeah. the deposit is, like it's not gonna. And also, who wants to hold on to a stainless steel pint of ice cream? That sounds very unpleasant. <laughs> on I the, don't want to have to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the problem is that like you created a not only like a waste stream, but a habit of like millions of people that is just like dead easy to just like fucking throw the thing out and like so anything else is just harder to do and seen as an imposition and so nothing ever catches on which is why you need the government to force people to do this um <laughs> or to force companies to not make it yeah yeah, yeah. We, but which then would be easier i think yeah but then of course like the people that do that will get voted out of office immediately because we need our treats well and yeah. also the plastics and the, the oil lobby yeah, will yeah. instantly assure that whoever their opponent is in the next election yeah. will will beat them and so zaki is very aware of this criticism of plastic re- recycling and that some people see him as helping big corporations greenwash and so he always includes in his conversations and public presentations an acknowledgement that the only way to get less plastic waste is to produce less plastic in the first place right so that's uh, um my goal is for is to be run out of business <laughs> It's that, it's that right. kind of bullshit yeah. that these, yeah. that these right. little weirdos yeah. always say. Yeah, which is yeah. just like transparently uh, untrue. Come right. on. Yeah. So this is, it does seem very obvious that like this is one of the like, like those problems that you always run into with either for profit or non profit like 
change theories of change, right? Is that like, well, ultimately, yeah, you you should go out of business, right? But they they don't. Um, and so there, there's a very small market for these contaminated plastics that they, that they do produce, right? And so the real solution is in design. That's why there's a big push to homogenize the kind of plastic that you're looking at. So just like make fewer kinds of plastic that you can at least turn into one fucking thing, uh, in, either downcycled or or like yeah, it yeah. seems like an appropriate yeah. thing. Yeah. Go upstream with it, yeah. and you know make it like homogenous from the get go. Yeah. So th- those are the um, the things that that are at least like uh, you know you give them benefit of the doubt on, but. Um, but then they say, like, oh, okay, well, ha- do you ever audit this supply chain of, like, you know, once you so- gr- grab the plastic, you know, TerraCycle says, we have these third parties that, s- that, that move it around and get it to a final recycling destination. We just make, like, the connections. We're deals. We're the deals guy. Right. right? <laughs> and, and so the, the reporter's like, okay, so then, like, how often do you, like, inspect, like, the supply chains and, like, yeah. do any audits? And they're like, that's up to our companies that partner with us. Yep. Oh, and I'm sure that they do yeah, that. Yeah, and so oh and so they and so the reporter then calls like all these other companies and they're like, no, we never do that. Terrace, that's why like, would that be that, our job? Yeah, that's ter- like, was, and, and TerraCycle's like, well, it's in the contract that they can do it if they want. And, they they yeah. can do it if they yeah. want. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. then I'm sure. Yeah. You know why? Why wouldn't uh, uh, Mott's you know brand <laughs> apple juice yeah. want to follow where its bottles go after they just paid a company? For the pleasure of taking them. Oh my God! Yeah. What? A, what? That's is this. Is so, really so eventually, TerraCycle puts the the the, um, the, ju- the journalists in touch. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So eventually, TerraCycle puts the, these journalists. It's it's a team that's doing this 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 story. Um, puts them in touch with um, uh, uh, Sunil Bagaria, and Sunil Bagaria is the president of a company that does plastic recycling and exporting. And Bagaria invites uh, me down to GDB's factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So the GDB is a kind of company that does this like recycling and exporting. And um, and the, and so he says um, that this company mostly just does the sorting and some recycling. And then you you sort of get there and uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to read this again. What's not in dispute is that GDB has a healthy business taking thousands of tons of waste from Walmart and other places. When they get plastic wrapper film, they melt it in large vats and extrude it into little plastic pellets. These pellets are then used as the building blocks for manufacturers of all sorts of plastic products. And so... The, Good. So, yeah. uh, uh, real quick, melting plastic mm-hmm. produces extremely toxic... Volatiles, yeah, yeah, but yeah it, gases, right. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But they're in New Jersey, is, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 you just you just put that up on a really really tall pole. You just need a fan. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just blow it away, and then yeah. you're good. Yeah. yeah. The solution to pollution is dilution. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they're they're touring the factory. Um, uh, uh there's like, um. <laughs> This is incredible. Okay, so Bagaria's tour uh, around his factory starts in the sorting area where six women speaking Spanish painstakingly pick through TerraCycle boxes containing mixed trash. The waste here comes from individuals and schools. The women separate soft plastics from hard plastics, clothes from toys. When we started to receive these boxes, we were like, holy shit, what is this? Bagaria says. I. It's trash. That's yeah. what you asked for, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and, and so like there's just like stuff what will happen to all these mixed bales uh of of stuff that Bagaria himself was shocked by he shrugs he doesn't really know it's not his problem this is the what? magic oh my god this is the magic this is the magic yeah it's it's as douglas adams has pointed out before making something like a cloaking device makes something truly invisible extremely technically difficult and expensive energy intensive but to make something functionally invisible all you have to do is envelop it in a someone else's problem field. <laughs> and this is it. It's all the yeah. way down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you've you got a bunch of people like uh, it's that Spider-Man meme, but it's like, no, it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And so the, 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 he describes like these pallets 25 feet high stretching all the way to the end of the warehouse of just like stuff that they can't recycle. Just sorted plastic that. No, and, and other stuff that they just don't know what to do with. And he's like, I, we, we should be, char he jokes that he should uh, be charging for storage. So, okay, so, so TerraCycle takes money from either direct-to-consumer or corporate uh, entities. Yep. They take that m money and the plastic mm -hmm. or whatever trash they get. They send that trash and presumably a cut of the funds that they have taken in to some other third party. Yep. And from there... It various things might happen to it, and that money might go to various, you know, entities, but they just wash their hands of it and say, like, we got ours, and now the plastic's gone, and we're good, right? Is that is that the business model? Like, yes. they're not recycling it. Yeah. TerraCycle is not no, they don't melting do down the soft plastic and turning it into pe pebble pellets and then making it a They bench. are a brand. They're just okay, the brand. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, this is such a great... Yeah system that we the most efficient system that i can possibly imagine <laughs> yeah, basically there's just like this like terrible patchwork system of perverse incentives that recycles some amount of plastic and TerraCycle showed up and just like we are going to be the single brand uh interface between like the public and corporations and this stupid system that doesn't actually like and, solve a problem and functionally what they do is through that branding they solicit additional funds toward the essentially warehousing of like this unrecyclable garbage yeah here's it might be a hot take we need to just start treating plastic the same way we treat nuclear waste because it is almost as damaging to life on this planet as as nuclear waste is we just need to sequester it. We need to put it in some kind of container where runoff cannot turn it into microplastics that end up in breast milk, which we recently found, um, and just put it somewhere in the desert underground or at the bottom of the sea where we can turn it into like, you know, coral reef uh, substructure or something like that. Because trying to turn the soft plastic and hard plastic into new things is so resource intensive that it, I don't that it's a net negative. Like we just need to figure out other other things to do with this crap that can't be recycled. It just can't. Okay, so now it gets a lot better. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So so after it, um, they they've talked to um this this uh this uh New Jersey company GDB. Um, we go back to God damn boy. The <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> they go back to the um the three pieces of trash that they right, put a tracker the trackers, on. Right? Yeah. Okay. It is months later, after denying that he currently recycles for TerraCycle, Bagaria tells me that he, actually he could get close to a one hundred percent yield if he were paid more. If he recycled, 
If he recycled TerraCycle materials, it would produce a lower quality plastic that would fetch a lower resale price, and he'd have to be paid more to make up the difference. Right? So, so he's like, I, I do some recycling. I would do recycling directly for TerraCycle and not just do the sorting if they paid me more, because the stuff that they that they give you is of even lower quality than what the kind of stuff that he recycles from other suppliers. Is it? I imagine it's just maybe more like bags and bubble yeah, wrap and yeah, the yeah. kind of stuff that's super hard to. Okay. So my UPS wrapper, one of the pieces of trash I was tracking, sends out a signal in April. It's at GDB. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> it arrived after four months of sitting in a facility in Pennsylvania. Did it get sorted here? Recycled? Sent abroad? In August, it pings again, still at GDB, and then it goes silent. Oh, it got recycled. Or it got thrown in the trash. Or it's in a stack. Yeah. Because, no, because the, on a pallet. Because the, the... In the ground. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, because the tracker isn't plastic itself. It has metals in it. So something had to happen. These goddamn journals are yeah. fucking up this perfect system <laughs> by introducing extra unrecyclable material. I mean, maybe it did get melted maybe. down and turned into something to a park bench. Like, maybe. So, so for four months, my tracker in the apricot wrapper and the Gerber baby food pouch had sat at a warehouse that that's owned by two companies run by Devang Patel and his family in Bloomington, Illinois. TerraCycle recently hired Bureau Veritas, an, an <laughs> oh independent supply chain auditor, to develop a model for recyclers and analyze every facility. First that of all, that sounds so fucking evil. Yeah, Bureau Veritas sounds like something that like Pete Buttigieg used to work for. <laughs> like that is like the most like. It's like we are. It definitely sounds like a deep state, yeah. like like secret organization. That yeah. Who's, who's the, that fucker with Project Veritas? That, yeah, like, right. does yeah. hit pieces uh, and like basically destroyed Acorn. When I speak to the auditor the, from from Bureau Veritas, <laughs> he specifically mentions a visit to the recycling facility. It passed. That one's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he doesn't mention that this... <laughs> this is like one for five? Yeah. Right. Hey, okay. But, yeah. but the Bureau Veritas, Veritas guy uh, does not mention that the city of Bloomington has sued the two companies over their dealings with TerraCycle. In 2019, TerraCycle teamed up with Walmart to recycle car seats. That merger brought tens of thousands of the seats here to, to the Bloomington facility. They basically let them pile around the grounds of the factory, which stretches for four city blocks until they were 20 feet high. <laughs> Imagine wow. a 20 four foot high, 40 uh, or four city block wide like pile of car seats i cannot that is such a dystopian image to me like that is that is the fall of rome in, in one <laughs> picture is like four city blocks worth of car seats i have a solution take the that the four city blocks of car seats and you put it out in the desert and you arrange it like a obstacle course like an airsoft field and that's your new cop city <laughs> right yeah yeah after months of waiting, I'm not sure what's really happening to my trash in those warehouses, because that's where the, the like the Gerb, Gerber baby food wrapper ends up in this Illinois trash heap. Uh, so then suddenly in late April, both the tags indicate that my two wrappers have left Bell's warehouses. Bell warehouses is where like all those car seats are. Uh, the Gerber garbage doesn't get far. It crosses town to the address of a trash transfer station. Then it stops. My apricot wrapper is on a truck headed out of town. Two hours later, it's also stopped. This time, it's at a landfill in Pontiac, Illinois, about 60 miles north. Of course. Finally. Yeah. Finally, we learn where it truly goes. Yeah. And so, um, 
so the, the, this this reporter just goes to the trash heap, and, and they say, after knocking on the front door, I'm let into a tiny office, and soon Patel himself, who runs a recycling uh-huh. facility, um, arrives to give me a tour. He adamantly denies anything went to landfill. The case of cigarettes... Um, uh, there's like a case of cigarettes in a trash bin out front. Is uh, That's only there because uh, of some wrapping broke. Because they also recycle like uh, um, cigarette uh, filters and a bunch of other shit. That sounds uh, like that sounds like bullshit. Yeah, so just like every single time they're like, what about that? What about that? They're like, they're oh, so... well, there's this one thing happening. Oh, and this another thing. Oh, and the dog ate my oh, homework. Because yeah. <laughs> there's so much shit in a cigarette butt. Like there's... Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, so ultimately, what they say is like, yet yeah, like so much in the plastics recycling world, the explanation only raises more questions. When I visit the factory, I'm given a demonstration of how they recycle foil pouches for products such as pet food. At that time, none of the items are run through a machine with a magnet. And even if the tags were lifted by a magnet, why didn't they go to metal recycling instead of the landfill? Right. So the, they're saying that like the reason your tags went to landfill is because they, had metal, they have metal in them and so we take them out of the plastic which is which is plausible but then like they go to the facility and there doesn't seem to be a magnet uh, catching thing there like the tour didn't have that in it and and, and so like <sighs> how the fuck is this th- and also like metal is more recyclable than plastic so why aren't you collecting metal <laughs> Well, and you know, I mean, if you're if metal gets sent to a plastics recycling facility, then what are the chances that they're going to spend the resources to send metal somewhere else, right? Especially a tiny, tiny piece of metal like a tracker. But but like, here, here's the weird thing, though, right? Is that like these recycling, all of these recycling facilities have massive warehouses attached to them because they get like little drips and drabs of all these other different kinds of plastics that they just right. like wait until they have enough of it till it makes sense to send it out. Yeah. Right. So if they can do that with metal and then eventually like recycle a bunch of metal yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's no it, it, there's no reason why any recycler of plastics wouldn't also do this sure yeah if they're because they, they, they always are gonna it. have yeah. to yeah yeah and it's the only thing that you can actually sell for profit is are these metals and so they just don't seem to do that and instead they it it goes to trash. Why not? They're getting their ba- they're getting the their bag. Trash. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do an, an episode on this, maybe a bonus episode on how like the like the the fossil fuel industry destroyed recycling in this country mm. because like up until I think it was the nineties, um, we had a, a separable plastic, you know, uh, recycling paper and cardboard versus glass versus metal and those Mm -hmm. were the three things that you could recycle and you had to recycle them separately and they went to different um centers Mm -hmm. and they could profitably be recycled they could be turned into something else in a way that was not a net negative in terms of like resources yeah um and then in the 90s the you know oil industry is basically like we're getting a really bad reputation for making all this plastic shit and nobody knows what to do with it and they're feeling real guilty about the fact that it's sitting around going into landfills let's pretend that it's recyclable and that was literally the conversation and the policy that led to plastic being quote unquote recyclable yeah. they came up with that little triangle system with the arrow arrows and it was reuse reduce recycle but and- those air that arrow it says this in the article too is that that that, that those 
um, arrows that make a triangle, everyone thinks that means it's recyclable. But what it is is just a tag that tells you what kind of plastic it is. Yeah, it's it not is not a a bla- plastic thing bags that says that have they're, that, the, that symbol on them. Yeah. And you cannot recycle a plastic bag in your bin that you put outside yeah. of your house. And in fact, pretty much any single stream recycling is extremely inefficient and ineffective. Yeah, like um, I mean, around here in Troy, there's like. A, it's a trash it's a, it's a garbage truck yeah. that takes your recycling yeah. and they've like basically slapped a, a magnetic sign on a garbage truck that says <laughs> recycling yeah. and you know it really is like a, a, a travesty of public policy and something that most people don't know anything about let alone you know have a desire to to change this policy because it is a it is a governmental policy yep. that allowed this to happen and we can change it um but but yeah, I mean it, the the greatest lie the the oil industry ever told was that plastics were recyclable and and because people just throw in anything, mm-hmm. they have it's called wish cycling yeah, where you yeah. just like put shit in your in your recycling and you're like, well, if it's not recyclable, they'll just take it out, right? But ask yourself what that looks like. What does it look like to have a human being just take that out? It's it's impossible. And recycling is also a very dangerous job. People like lose fingers and limbs and they get injured all the time. And so, you know, one of the things that often happens at a lot of recycling uh, facilities is that you're recycling, a.k.a. your trash, because that's what it is, is evaluated in these big dumps where they like take, you know, they've got all this shit and they'll take like a, a little like of it and put it on a conveyor belt and they'll look at it and if they decide that too much of the stuff in that big dump is not recyclable all of it goes into the trash so your little plastic bag that you put in your recycling becomes one element of that evaluation and if you and you know six other people put little plastic bags in it and they look at that they say well not not worth it get rid of all of it and, to the ocean. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yes. To the landfill where they, it can they, where they rain a, will wash away. They take a sea turtle and they like <laughs> fucking jam it in into its mouth and they're like, fucking take it. All right, let's yeah. So if you're not sufficiently guilt ridden enough right now, um uh yeah, uh, try to be a little bit more guilty. Yeah. That, that's, that's that's the way it's, it's always a good that's way we're gonna fix this problem. Yeah. yeah. Um what I would actually say is feel less guilty. Yeah. Um, like I put very little plastic in, in recycling now because I am, because I feel like I'm plastic pilled and yeah, you... I know that like <laughs> that shit's not going to get recycled. At least if I keep it out of my own recycling and I make sure that things like my tin cans, my paper and my glass are always in there. It's so much more important to recycle all of that stuff that can actually be recycled yeah. than it is to put to to wish cycle and put, you know, your unwashed bottle of soap. If you have a bottle of dish detergent mm. that you don't completely clean out, and I mean perfectly, completely clean it out, yep. that is not getting recycled. Yeah. You are wasting resources, recycling facility resources by putting that in your recycling. It's going to be thrown out. So just throw it out yourself. At least then you're putting it in a trash bag. That's going to be sent to a landfill and buried in a contained plastic trash bag. I don't know. That, that's that. I have I have a lot of feelings about recycling. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, we should do a bonus episode on recycling. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, this this has been extremely informative. Thank you so much, yeah. David, for bringing us through this um, uh, article. Um, I, a couple high level takeaways for me. Uh, I really like the idea of using only one plastic. And if I had to vote, polyethylene. Okay. PE. 
What, what, what's good about polyethylene? Uh, polyethylene is one of the least uh, leaching uh, plastics that's out there. Um, it is uh, the, the main uh, ingredient in um, uh, a lot of food grade containers. So if you wanted to like build, a, say, a cistern for, you know, catching rainwater off your roof and then, you know, store a bunch of water that you wanted to remain like semi-potable or whatever, it might, you know, need a boil because you're not keeping it like, you know, totally sterile Bacteria or whatever. Free. Yeah. But um, if you wanted to like garden with that or whatever, not worry too much about getting super sick, polyethylene is good. So whenever you see like rain barrels or like those IBCs, um, which are intermediate bulk containers, like those sort of galvanized steel wrapped um, uh, pallet cube square like okay. liquid yeah, vessels. I, I, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, those are all made out of uh, PE and specifically like an HDPE. Yeah. So and, this is just like really thick plastics well right? it's just yeah. a type of plastic yeah but and usually so, when you when you're like gonna encounter it in the wild yeah it's, it's pretty pretty thick but you yeah. can also uh do pe in films and when you do the films you know that we talked about this earlier about like xenoestrogens and stuff like that because yeah. you basically need to like put polyolefins into it to make it like really flexible and not like crack mm-hmm. um and that's uh something that you know our bodies like basically see as like misinterpret as hormone like right. specifically like uh, estrogen. It's making us um, soy boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, but you know, like polyethylene is one of the more recyclable plastics out there. And it's also one of the, the least uh, leaching, especially if it doesn't have these polyolefins uh, in it. Uh, and it's durable and it's like pretty UV stable. Like, it, you know, if you left it outside for like a decade, it would break down. But like, you know, as far as just like carrying vessels, et cetera. And if you build them uh, sturdy enough, then they can be totally reused, i.e. like the Hagen dazs like stainless steel thing. Um, right. But, you know, like you can make it so that it's plastic and, you know, just reusable or whatever. We can also make these things out of like wax and paper. Yeah. And yeah. it's slightly more expensive to do that for sure. And that's why most companies don't do it. They would yeah. rather have plastic lined paper for things like, you know, ice cream containers, yeah. or they would rather have styrofoam and plastic for things like meat. Yeah. But all of these things can be bought and sold in things that are fi- very recyclable. Mm. It's just... I think the plastic paper, though, or the, the wax paper isn't recyclable. Like like uh, like if you get an orange juice container or whatever, isn't that just landfill? Yeah, the Tetra Pak That's stuff. That's got plastic yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. so if it were, if it were wax... I'm talking about if you were would... to go to a butcher and yeah. get a steak... And it just be wrapped in wax paper. Yeah, and it's wa- wrapped in paper that's lined with wax. Okay. Or like the or like the reusable um, like wax paper that you can buy for your home. Yeah, that like, you hate. That I hate. Yeah. I hate it so. It doesn't work. I also it doesn't work well. But like your idea of making the landfill hyper local, like making the landfill our walls. Yeah. Like, you know, like basically compressing down and with like some amount of heat and some amount of pressure making like basically like bricks of this unrecyclable shit and just using it for thermal mass and like structural purposes. That sounds pretty dope. To Um, to me, the, the way to solve this crisis is one instantly today, yesterday, stop allowing companies to manufacture certain types of plastic, especially the film types that there's nothing that can be done with them Two, start treating plastic content the same way that you would treat any other toxic chemical, because that's what it is. Start putting it in concrete sequesters and burying it underground or putting it in the sea or shooting it out in space. And, you know, like we can't just pre- continue to pretend that this shit can be turned into new shit. Yeah. Because how many companies have tried to do it? 
And people have been trying to turn this shit into new shit that's useful in a way that is profitable and not resource intensive for 40 years. And nobody can do it because the nature of the chemical itself cannot be safely recycled. Yeah. We we just gotta we we gotta everybody needs to get plastic pilled. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we're all getting plastic pilled eventually. Yeah, well. <laughs> but yeah, about about a a pill a a, a year, right? <laughs> Worth the plastic. Uh, and plastic. Yeah, a credit card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, just to get ahead of it for any listeners that are like, "Hey, Chris is a fucking hypocrite. He's he's shooting plastic BBs and doming uh, kids with it." And, you know, complaining about uh, recyclability. I want everyone to know, yes, I am a hypocrite. And two, um, those BBs are biodegradable, which means um, they're good, right? Which means they turn into microplastics. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're good. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It used the good word. Yeah. (laughs) And, And ultimately, like, those sites that the airsoft fields are on, are just future landfills anyway. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's so. eaten nobody's eaten spaghetti off the floor of those uh what? those airsoft fields. No, but <laughs> but this brings me to today's wildflower. Um if the birds, you know, first off, they can tell the difference. Birds are smart. Like crows especially yeah, very smart. love solving engineering problems. They yeah. know the difference between a low density polypropylene and high density polyethylene like piece of uh, human trash. And what, if it's shiny enough, they might, you know, use it for their nests or yeah. just as like a barter. But birds don't live long enough to be affected by microplastics, right? Uh, don't you have to live for like more than 10 years to be I, to I, have any like, I, I remember parrots, like, parrots are fucked though, I, yeah right? i remember yeah. <laughs> uh especially like seagulls uh being like you know cut open being like look at how much fucking plastics in there uh which is really sad um but yeah. uh you know what doesn't fuck up seagulls what's that alka-seltzer Oh, that's good. It makes so, it makes her headache go away yeah, <laughs> plop plop fizz fizz so um because yeah. seagulls Always hung over. Yeah. Famously. <laughs> just always hung over. So you're just getting into the little bottles of Corona left on the beach. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out with pirates. Yeah. Nipping off their rum bottles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, man, the world is bleak. We, we just, you know, tried looking for a wildflower and we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Today we are talking about um, the fact that seagulls will not explode if they eat Alka-Seltzer. So why do we know this? Why do we need to know this? Uh, Who decided to find this out? The lovely uh, people at Gizmodo. Okay. Um, and <laughs> it made me laugh, which is the only uh, thing in uh, Reddit slash uh, uplifting news that uh, did it for me this week. Um, <laughs> and uplifting, so, uplifting news sucks. Yeah, it's It's bad. all like CEO gives child a sled. <laughs> And charges him fifteen dollars. <laughs> only, only fifteen dollars. Uh, but yeah, so the the, uh, the intrepid journalists uh, over at Gizmodo. Can really, you tell me who who this? Was? Carl Smallwood, and Wood is spelled with three O's. So really, you know, yeah. Well, they had to throw that extra O in there, so, so you like, knew it wasn't his dick. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. got a big dick. Yeah, and this big dicked motherfucker is putting <laughs> to rest my number one anxiety, which is that <laughs> motherfuckers be out here trying to make gulls explode by throwing Alka Seltzer tablets at it. Because I don't know if you guys had heard about this, but this was like something that was just like told to me on schoolyard playgrounds, like 
enough times that I remembered it into my adulthood that like, oh, yo, you know, if you throw an Alka-Seltzer, like the birds will like think it's like bread and eat it and then blow up. And like people swore up and down that they'd seen their uncle do it and like all this other shit. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds like bullshit. Yeah, and it is. And so uh, I don't know. They didn't say that they actually like experimented on the birds in this way. Like they didn't like try to make the birds explode, but they uh, contacted n- a number of ornithologists mm-hmm. uh, who assured that um, basically birds regurgitate like easily, like when they eat something that's like gross, uh, which makes sense, Big right? Same. Like, yeah. yeah like, yeah. Tiny little, tiny little esophaguses. Like, yeah, yeah just let just. Yeah, and so pop that shit up. Basically, if you fed an Alka Seltzer to a seagull, it would almost certainly just like start. It would start fizzing in his stomach and be like, "Oh fuck this," <clears throat> and then just cough it all up. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so yeah, but when I was in high school, you know, it, it, we used to spend a lot of time at the beach. All my friends surfed. Uh, I did not, so I spent a lot of time sitting on the beach, uh, smoking weed mm-hmm. and cigarettes. And we were such little, I was such a little asshole. I used to like flick my cigarette butts at the seagulls because they would think that it was food. Um, and I, we, we all really hated seagulls and I don't <laughs> feel good about any of that behavior. It, in hindsight, I very much regret it. Um, but yeah. Didn't one like of a, your friends like try to, uh, they captured a seagull by putting a towel over your sunroof in your car and then put a Cheeto on the towel. So when the seagull went it to was eat a few the Cheetos. Cheeto, it was yeah. a few Cheetos, yeah. Yeah, they and fell through. Fell into the car. Fell into the car. And like yeah. wrapped itself in a towel and then they grabbed the towel. Yeah, it got out. Of, well, it got out of the towel pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just flapping around in my car. Oh. <laughs> I once accidentally. <laughs> Did it shit in your car? Uh, uh, no, 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 it didn't. Okay. It, I, it, it, I mean, it was like still like, uh, you know, the way that it fell in, it was like the towel was still like underneath it. So the towel just kind of, it fell in with the towel and then it, the towel kind of fell off of its head and then it just flapped around, but it was mostly still on the towel and it didn't shit anywhere. Actually, we just opened the door and it, it okay. got out pretty easily. Nice. It was, it was pretty funny. I'm glad that, uh, that goal got away. Um, I almost caught a goal with a, um, uh, I was doing crabbing with my girlfriend. Have you guys ever crabbed? I can't say that I have. Okay. Uh-uh. Crabbing is a uh, recreational activity I did as a youth. Um, in so it's Cape not Cod. walking sideways. Yeah, this is a, this is a mess. Like, yeah. In a crab like manner. <laughs> this is a weird Massachusetts thing. Yeah. Well, like anywhere there are jetties on like the uh, Atlantic the f- coast. What the fuck is a jetty? A jetty is like a man made arrangement of rocks. That helps like break we have the, the, in the surf as it you. as it comes uh, along. And yeah. I don't know if it like it does erosion it. protection, but apparently yeah. it like you know um, it makes like the waves at the beach a little bit like easier to deal okay. with. I think it makes yeah. them safer, yeah. yeah, safer for swimmers. Yeah, and it also provides you a really awesome place to like walk out into the water and occasionally like some of the jetties are, are built so you can like dive off them into like the deeper water. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's a pretty cool place. Okay. Uh, and so there's all these like big rocks that uh, have these cracks in them and the, the crabs love to be up there because crabs um, in the cracks, crabs in the cracks. And uh, when the tide goes out, it gives them a nice little place to hide and chill. And then the tide comes in and there's like, you know, various like, you know, the, exactly. The, yeah. The, the, little, you know, little things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get a pack of hot dogs. And you get a um, a clothespin, and you t- you tie a string to the clothespin, and you break off a chunk of the hot dog, and you put it in the clothespin's like little pincher, and then you drop it down, and then you wait like twenty seconds, and then you pull it up slowly, and like 
nine times out of ten, there's a motherfucking crab on that hot dog. And <laughs> it's just like clamped right on. And then you just take it and you just like put it in a bucket. And then as soon as it like um, is able to touch down with its uh, feet again, it's like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have grabbed that. And it like lets go for a second. And then you, you know, you just keep filling up your bucket. Yeah. Um, and I never really ate the crabs that I caught, mostly because they were like too tiny, like too much effort to like, you know. You'd catch and release a bunch of crabs. Yeah, catch yeah. and release them and feed them a little bit of hot dog. But yeah. this one time we were out there, um, there was like this really um, bold seagull that was just stalking our bag of hot dogs and like uh, trying to, you know, make off with it. And we had set the uh, clothespin that had like a little chunk of hot dog like down on one of the jetty rocks while we were like, you know, fussing with the bucket of crabs. And the fucking seagull grabbed the hot dog and the clothespin combination and like flew off. But it was tethered to me. <laughs> and so it flew and then it like arced because it suddenly got caught. Yeah. And, and like it, uh, I, you know, wasn't using a hook or anything. So I didn't like hurt the, the bird. But like it basically like interrupted its flight path by like suddenly swinging it like left. Sure. And I was worried that it was going to like like Fall, eat, yeah. eat the whole like, um, you know, uh, clothespin yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, once again. The seagull got away safely. My, my mom has a, has a scar on her hand from when she was eating a hot dog on the boardwalk in um, uh, Daytona Beach, maybe. And a, and a seagull just swooped down, grabbed the hot dog out of the bun. And then it's like it's little like pad claws like left like, you know, lifted off from her hand and it flew off with her hot dog and just ate like, well, you know, just the really? whole thing. Yeah, and like when I—that was one of the reasons that we hated seagulls so much. Because we'd be sitting on the, you know, I'd be eating Doritos on the beach, and a fucking seagull would start like—they were very aggressive, and they would like come at you and try to like, you know, steal your food. And they're fucking assholes. Yeah, you know, what? fuck seagulls. I'm sorry. I'm glad that they don't die from Alka Seltzer, but like, fuck them birds. I don't well, like them. You know, it's it's another uh, lesson we learn from nature. Direct action gets the goods. <laughs> <laughs> very true it's very true <sighs> direct seagull action <laughs> i don't have a seagull that's what story. dsa actually stands yeah, for. yeah 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 certain chapters anyway sure yeah oh god there's been so much dsa drama too i'm glad, don't care I'm glad that we're not talking about that good <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of iron weeds hope you enjoyed it um i think the next reaction series is going to launch next week so nice. look out for that in your feed and i hope you guys like it i can't wait yeah it's gonna be fun um Anything else we should plug? Oh, I wanted to uh, give a big shout out to Corey Johnston of uh, Mind of a Skeptical Leftist, uh, who I had the pleasure of speaking with uh, yesterday evening. Um, and he had reached out to us and invited us on uh, his uh, podcast slash YouTube, um, uh, you know, channel, uh, just to, you know, discuss like making leftist media and stuff. And I was really pleased to be able to speak with him and cover a variety of topics. And um, yeah, it was just really, you know, uh, nice to speak to him. So you can check that out if you Google it. Um, we'll probably post a a, a link on our uh, Twitter or yeah, Instagram we'll tweet page. it and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, hell yeah, very cool, awesome. I got nothing. All right, oh, well then. pre-sale, pre-sale, uh, buy the book. Buy the book. Uh, yeah, the the book is still available for pre-sale. Uh, the 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 city authentic how. The Attention Economy Builds Urban America, available for pre-sale uh, wherever you buy books. Yeah, and supporting the pre-sale is actually, like, really, you know, useful uh, because those pre-sale numbers, like, actually, like, drive a lot of the promotion that the uh, companies will do, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I it assume. Does. I mean, it'll yeah. also affect like how many prints yeah. there are like the first run prints, yeah. how many of them they do. So yeah, yeah please buy the book. It's good. Yeah. Pre-sales uh, are really important. I'm going to get a couple copies as gifts, uh, you know, cause I, uh, I good, really, uh, Easter gift, I think <laughs> by the time it comes out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm going to get a digital. He, he is risen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, and in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweedspod. And on Instagram. Ironweedspod. Send us an email. Why don't you? We love hearing from you at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Buy the book. Peace. <laughs> another banger for the ages. Oh, man. Just another it. heartache on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and so the I, I feel like I would be remiss to not tell you that there is a spider behind you that's hanging from the ceiling. Look down, look down. Oh, there it is. Look him go. Okay, I just didn't want it to be there without you knowing, because okay. in case it kills you. Right, we're, <laughs> we're 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 gonna. Uh, that's uh, just Spidey, bro. Yeah, he's going down to the ground now. No, he's he's cool. I'm not like yeah. uh, I'm not anti Spider, but I just wanted you to know, right, like, like I said, in case it tries to kill you. Now he's on the move because it will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh...